How about those Chiefs? Chiefs. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Couch Critics from the Stands. Uh, I am your host, Easton Moore, uh, and with me is my co-host, Austin Lockwood. Yellow. Uh, so Chiefs got another victory uh, under the belt, so they are, in fact, 2-0. Uh, that game was not quite what I expected it to be, or either of us expected it to be, and um we're just going to start talking about the chiefs game because that's uh that's our team so uh i don't think that's a game that uh the chargers were expecting either because they had quite the fiasco to start uh start the game at what 10 minutes before kickoff uh they had uh quite a storyline going where justin herbert was going under center not even i think it was less than 10 minutes before the game started he he was uh dedicated as the starter uh, and not because Tyrod Taylor isn't a starting quarterback, but because we have now found out that the medical staff punctured the lungs of Tyrod Taylor um, while giving him a painkiller for his injured ribs. How, of, how do you even do that? Ugh, I can't even imagine that situation because... I feel like if you were going to stab me in the lung with any object, I'd be gone. I'd be out. <laughs> well, he was. Did you see? I mean, they showed him over on the sidelines, and he looked, he looked like he was in pain. Like it's just, it's astonishing to me just how long he was able to go before saying, "Okay, I can't go on with this anymore." Yeah, they they took him to the hospital some point in the game. I don't know how long, but they did actually take him to the hospital because, uh, I mean. Yeah, he got his lung punctured <laughs> for a shot. So Ugh. definitely uh, an interesting way to start the game, and the Chiefs were not ready for it at all. Um, as like I said, this is not the the game we were expecting. We we were both expecting a not necessarily a blowout, but something that felt like the Chiefs always had the game in hand and ended up winning by at least a couple scores. Uh, which I guess for the NFL that is kind of a blowout, but it was nothing. It was nowhere near that. I mean, the Chargers kind of controlled this game for uh, two and a half quarters, almost. Pretty much. I was actually more surprised. Like, out of all the things that happened during that game, the biggest surprise I had was just how dominant the defensive line looked on pretty much every other play. Because and Ingram were just going off. Yeah, it was insane. It's honestly shocking that they only got one sack total during that entire game. And I guess that's just more of a testament of how good Mahomes is at avoiding those type of things. But it was plainly obvious that this was one of those few games where he was kind of he couldn't get himself into high gear until the very end. And again, I say this a lot, but it's so good being a Chiefs fan right now because despite even when they were down 11 going into I believe it's the end of the first half, I still had full confidence that they were going to pull out a win. There was no doubt yeah. in my mind that that was still going to happen. I was just more curious on how it was going to happen, and you can bet I didn't expect it to happen in that certain manner. Because Harrison Butker, Harrison that is Butker, insane. Man. Like I've always been a person that felt bad for Kyra Santos when he got replaced, but damn, out of all the kickers that could have taken the job, Butker's clearly the best one. Three 50-plus-yard kicks in a row, two of them 58-yarders, and you nail them all. 
unreal. And kicking a 58-yard field goal earlier in the game. So four 50-plus-yard field goals in one game, all made. Yep, made and they mentioned it during the game, and some of you may not have heard them. But the only other, there was only one other Chiefs kicker in history to kick a 58-yard field goal. And that player did it twice, one in, like, 83 or 84, and another in 85. Harrison Butker was able to kick two of them in the same game. That I, I would give him – I'd let him kick anything. Let him kick that 61-yard yeah. or whatever the record is now. Yeah, so um, just more stats for you. Apparently, Harrison Butker is 5 for 5 on 50-plus-yard field goals. So 100% accuracy for, for a boy butt kicker. Um, he also, uh, not, he also, yeah, he also said that he was kicking 65, 60 plus yard field goals in warm up and made them. And then during halftime, he kicked a 70 yard field goal and made it and said he was feeling comfortable enough. And so obviously Andy Reid saw that and said, yeah, I think we can give him a shot at, you know, 12 yards shorter at the 58 and he should be able to make it. And sure enough kicked all four and and made all four so i don't want to say we have the best kicker in the game but i think we have the best kicker in the game yeah and i was so relieved i can't remember which player it was but i feel so i would have felt so bad for whichever guard it was that had that yeah. false start if he had missed that oh no it would have been over for him but thankfully uh, he had butker as a kicker he wasn't stuck with some actually, I'm not going to call names. I'm not going to be a bully. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the replay that showed uh, it was just on Butker the whole entire time during the last kick? I think I did. I think I recall that one. My memory's he, a little fuzzy. He, oh, uh, so they show they showed the kick again. When he kicks it, he just straight turns around to his sideline and lifts his arms up. Is good. He knows. <laughs> a quarter of a second after that ball leaves his foot, he's like, "Yep, I got it. We just won the game." And for Harrison Bucker to kick a 58-yard field goal, which is huge, and then kick the game-tying field goal, which was only like, I don't know, 30-some yard. It was like a 34 or something like that, 32. It was a short field goal, but still nails it to take the game into to overtime. So it's a high-pressure kick. And then a 53-yard field goal to win the game, a 58-yard field goal to win the game, and then a 58-yard field goal again to win the game. Is uh is quite insane. So uh yeah, I would say Butker is probably the the MVP of that game. But um, Mahomes still showed up in that second half. I don't know if you remember his early his first half, uh, his first half stats, but he had less than seventy yards passing. Yeah, I remember being game. shocked by that. It was not a fun uh, time watching that go down. Yeah, and. It just looked like our uh, our Chiefs just weren't weren't quite rolling right. Uh, there were a couple more drops that that really hurt us. Um, it's kind of been a storyline for the past I don't know five games, including the playoffs last year, of players dropping balls on on easy catches that would have been first downs, and instead you have to put the ball away. It's it's a bad trend the Chiefs have, but thankfully the Chiefs have another trend of being able to go off at any given moment and put themselves back into a game. So uh, it was nerve-wracking to watch. I don't think I was ever like, we can't come back for this. We've lost the game. Uh, but I was definitely like, come on. We we could be blowing these people out right now, and we're just kind of letting them 
We're letting him win right now. I'll just say uh, that the Chiefs are already in playoff form. Of what? Letting their uh, team, <laughs> letting the opponent get a lead and go ahead and snatching it? Yep, getting the other team's hopes up and then just wrecking everything two seconds later. That's true. Because uh, to me, a win's a win. If they're going to win this way, well, yeah. good good on them. Fair yeah. enough. I'm sure people have already heard this stat, but Chiefs now have uh, the record of winning the most games in a row while uh, falling behind by 10 or more at some point in the game with oh six games God. in a row. Six <laughs> games in a row. They've fallen behind by at least 10 points, so double digits, and then they came back to win the game. So that, that dates back to week 17 all the way throughout the playoffs in these last two weeks. So, uh, yeah, that was an entertaining game, fun to watch, stressful to watch. Uh, and I don't know how many of you guys listening know, but my wife is a Cowboys fan. So we had two very stressful games back-to-back, both victories, but two very, very stressful games. Uh, so it was a very stressful household for um, – for two two games in a row because hers was at uh, 12 and mine was at 325. So hers was actually finishing up uh, while mine was going. So, yeah, fun fun Chiefs game, uh, good team victory. Defense showed up when it really mattered at the end of that game and uh, during overtime, stopping him and uh, stopping him on third down to make it fourth and one to get the ball back to Mahomes. Lejarius Sneed getting two picks. So far this season, what so a looking, legend! He's looking like a great pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- there's not even much to say about him. It's just, oh my yeah. God, what a start athle- for this kid! He's athletic. He can find the ball. He's got speed. He's got length. I mean, he's uh, seems to have a very high football IQ as of right now, and I'm really hoping that that stays because right now we need him. We need a quarter that can play football. Uh, with the injuries we have and with uh, Brashad Breland being out uh, with his suspension, it's been nice to be able to have a corner that, that doesn't just lose sight of the ball and lose sight of the receiver. Um, he's able to stay with them and make it hard for the quarterback to get him the ball. Um, and as good as Justin Herbert was playing, he capitalized on a Justin Herbert mistake um, because that very well with a lesser corner – could have ended up with a 20-yard reception, and then they would have had the ball on the, the five-yard line, but instead he had a heads-up play and was able to break off his man and, and pick off that ball. So Jerry Snee is the interception leader in the NFL right now. So we pretty much have our Marcus Peters back. <laughs> I don't know if we have our Marcus Peters back, but he he is playing good football. So we'll, we'll move on from Chiefs talk. Uh and we're going to try to go a little bit quicker through uh, this last week's football and just kind of talk talk a couple points, and we'll talk about uh, who our picks were and, and see who came um, who came up on top this week. I started off at Cincinnati Bag- Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cleveland Browns, which I think was actually a pretty entertaining game. Um, so that was a fun Thursday night football game. I was a little worried. That would be a dud. Uh, but Joe Burrow came out to play, and, and Baker, or, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield came out and, and looked well. Um, I benched Odell Beckham Jr., which which lost me my fantasy game, so I'm a little pissed off at that. <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, this was a good game to watch. 
Um, you know, so I, I I think it was a good game. I mean, I'm I'm sad that Joe Burrow still doesn't have a win, but you know he's at least going out there and showing that he can play football. So yeah, and I I feel like this is just a, a Browns win where the Browns won in a way that only the Browns could. To be up by like 15 points going into kind of near the end of the third quarter and still just not being able to close the door, just having everything go wrong to the point where you just can't shut the door on them. But at least this time it actually just ended up in their favor. I still don't really have that much confidence in the team as a whole. Because if you can't shut down the Cincinnati offense... I don't know how you're supposed to be expected to shut down somebody like the Steelers or the Ravens. Yeah, I mean we've already seen what happens when they go against the <laughs> against Ravens. The Ravens, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I thought the Clevelands were going to be a lot better than they are. Um, I'm hoping that it's just kind of the first couple weeks jitters and not having preseasons, and maybe they get into form because I had a little bit more high hopes for them. I think I predicted this to be the best division in football with uh, the Browns, the Steelers, and Clevelands. Or uh, Sorry, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers, but uh, I may have been wrong, and Cleveland may not be as good. So far, Steelers and Ravens look good, but uh, Cleveland, Cleveland does not. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 see. It's only week two. Um, you know, they've got a win on their column, which uh, you know, if and they get to host Washington next. So that's a perfect stepping stone to try to get a winning streak going before yeah. they head into Dallas. Washington's uh, Washington's defense has been fairly decent so i guess Ooh. arizona put up 30 points but i don't know if they've still but arizona also has a really good offense but uh you know washington football team upset the philadelphia eagles week one so you never know yep but we also don't know what the Eagles gonna be like but we'll, let's move on to the next yeah yeah that's fair um we both co- uh predicted cleveland to win that game even though austin was gonna pick cincinnati and i convinced him otherwise <sighs> So you're lucky there that you decided to listen to me. Um, so, yeah. Next up on the docket is the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. Uh, this really wasn't that interesting of a game. Low scoring. Uh, Chicago came out with a win. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think, looked that great. Um, but, you know, got the win. <laughs> They're 2-0 somehow. Mitch is so. showing his true colors again. Because... Not even it's a, it's still amazing that they even won this game. It just shows how bad the Giants are, especially now that they're whole, dealing with the Saquon Barkley issue with that injury and all of that. I mean, it's we've hit rock bottom with the Giants now. Yeah, they can't, it, all we can do is go up or just flounder down here. Uh, like without I Barkley, don't think they're going up. With Barkley, I'm completely on the side that we're fighting for another number one pick now my 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 giants being the uh number one overall draft pick team may have been right <laughs> with chicago with barkley being out because that that's huge Cause, and i mean geez he had four carries and was still the leading rusher on that team that's how piss poor the rushing offense and the rushing running game for new york is and i i it's baffling with that because even with Barkley no matter who it is the Giants run game has been bad it feels like for a decade now we haven't well, had a decent year. we haven't had a yeah but that's 
it feels like it's more because of Barkley struggling to carry the running game instead of yeah. the overall running game being good in terms of the blocking and the schemes. Yeah, I'm wondering if New York will will use its high draft pick to get another offensive lineman because I believe they got an offensive tackle in the draft this year, right? Yeah, frankly, it's starting to feel like they need to replace like just the entire line. It's just gotten ridiculous at this point. And I'm just I'm staying on the Giants a little more just because that's one of the few other teams that I really yeah. care about it as much. Yeah, for sure. And because the last time I remember even enjoying watching the Giants play was when they had Josh Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw coming together. And even then, that was just like a mediocre slash average running game. And we were excited to see just that. <laughs> Saquon Bark, we just we need more offensive linemen, especially linemen that can actually run block. I understand the importance of a passing game, but this is just a disaster. It seems like even their best offensive linemen can't really do anything. Yeah, and, and if uh, and if they could get a good running game going, I think Daniel Jones would be able to produce enough, kind of like Ryan Tannehill in that uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, you just if you have a good running game, people have to put eight people in the box. And it gives you uh, light coverage, and you maybe he could probably capitalize on, on that. But right now, they just don't have to worry about it because a, a normal run defense is just destroying their offensive line, and he has a negative seven yards <laughs> on a, and, for rushing. And then one last thing that I'll say is, I if you put Daniel Jones on the Chicago Bears, I promise you he would outperform Mitch Trubisky. This game is definitely not, and this isn't saying Mitch Trubisky's better than Daniel Jones just because he won this game. I mean, Daniel Jones had more passing yards. Yeah, but he also had, like, 12 more passing attempts and all that crap. Mm. It's kind of the same thing with how Matt Ryan was against the Cowboys, or uh, I think the Cowboys, yeah, against the Cowboys and all that stuff. Yeah, I just, mm. yeah, it's a very disappointing game. And it's well, it's gonna be a hell of a season. If it makes you feel better, you picked Chicago to win that game. Yeah, yeah. And, and I picked New York, so. Oh, uh, okay. Woo! Yeah, yeah, I picked New York, and maybe if Shaquan Barkley was still in that game, they would have won. But you know what? It's fine. I'll take the loss. Uh, next game, we've got Atlanta Falcons and Dallas Cowboys. I picked Dallas Cowboys, and you picked the Atlanta Falcons. So. You would have uh, won that game if the game stopped at fourth quarter with five minutes left. But thankfully for me, it didn't because the Atlanta Falcons pulled an Atlanta Falcons and blew one of the biggest leads <laughs> with, like, the shortest amount of time ever. Uh, I mean, I watched this game. I don't exactly remember uh, how much they were up by, but I know that they scored a touchdown, needed to go for two to make that next game uh, – that next touchdown uh possible so i guess they were down by 16 yeah they were down by 16 score a touchdown missed the two-point conversion were able to get the ball back scored another touchdown uh kicked the field goal did an onside kick or sorry kick the extra point did an onside kick got the weirdest onside kick conversion in probably nfl history with the ball just like sitting on the line or like slowly rolling to the line and no Atlanta <laughs> Falcon player deciding to jump on the ball 
until it touched the line, and then a, a Dallas Cowboys jumped on it, and then they kicked a game-winning field goal. Like, which wouldn't the Falcons be allowed to grab the ball? They they can grab like, the ball whenever they want, but like, I just for, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, and what I'm what I'm hearing is the ball was going in such a like such a slow uh, momentum, like it didn't look like it had any momentum behind it. That if the ball doesn't travel ten yards, then it's just automatically Atlanta's. Yeah, but uh, ball. what if you just picked up the but, ball? But if you just jump on it and then some, so once you touch the ball, then Dallas can also jump on it, and so you don't want to jump on it and then it barely slip over your forearm or something, and then Dallas could pick it up off of that, and so that's what you're worried about. They the the hands team or the coaches tell you not to jump on it unless it's going to reach ten yards. Yeah. So I mean, you, now you've seen why you shouldn't do that. You should just, <laughs> no, just I, do it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just Maybe trying to say just, it's not all Atlanta's hands team's fault, but also I'd say it's completely the entire <laughs> team's fault. Just, yeah. just don't be a fucking idiot. Just fucking grab it. Just grab the thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah. No, regardless gonna, of how it ended, though, I can't even hate on the Cowboys because, oh my goodness, Dak well, Prescott. I can because I lost my fantasy by three fucking points, and they've Dak Prescott would score like I don't know twenty points in the last eight minutes of that game. <laughs> so yeah, I can be a little mad at the Cowboys as much as I'm happy for my wife, for them to, for her to get a win, because she would not have been happy if they were zero and two. I'm still mad that I lost my fantasy because Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper decided to go off in the last five minutes of the game. It made me lose. But there are a lot of other reasons why I lost. Like, I don't know, scar- starting uh, Will Fuller over Odell Beckham Jr. And Odell Beckham Jr. gets like 17 points. And Will Fu- Fuller for gets once. He zero. for once gets 17 points. Zero. <laughs> Will, Fuller, Will Fuller gets zero points in fantasy. And I lost by three points. Well, hey, I, I, you know. I ain't got nothing to say. All I bitter. can say is how I, how the actual game went, how yeah. the real man's game went. But yeah, that's all I really got to say. Is Dak Prescott? Oh, what what a finish! And, and even before that, he was still game, he was lighting up the sky yeah. despite the a, lack of touchdowns. What well, what a way to start the game! I don't know if you watched this game or not, Austin, but I think it was either their <laughs> first three or their first four possessions. They fumbled the ball, leading to an Atlanta touchdown in each one of those uh, turnovers. Yeah, once again, Atlanta gets a 20-point lead. 21-point lead. No, it was a 20-point lead for that one. Yeah, I guess they – because they got two touchdowns and two field goals in the first quarter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So twenty to zero. It should have been done. It should have been done at that point. The Dallas Cowboys fumbled three balls. Uh, technically they fumbled four, but one of them they jumped back on to. So they fumbled, they turned it over with three fumbles, went forward on two fourth downs and missed both of those fourth downs. So that's five total turnovers in the first half. And guess who wins the game? Dude, I'm getting Dallas deja vu of the Chiefs Texans game. The yeah, yeah. It is Although... a bootleg Chiefs Texans. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Chiefs won by. 20 points in that game, whereas Dallas won by one point. So a little bit different. We can move on. We can move yeah, away on from the loser teams. We can uh, go ahead and move on to Detroit and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, well, speaking of a say. loser team. Yeah, it was, uh, this was a 
Green Bay got down. I think Detroit came, like was up by 10 points, and then it was <coughs> Green Bay after that. I mean, Aaron Jones went off for 160 yards rushing and 68 yards receiving. That's funny. Um, and uh, he was so just, close. He was just so all close. over the place. Um, it was his game, although Adams did go out with an injury at some point in this game, so hopefully he's all right. Um the for the Green Bay Packers, I think they have a really good team. So, so missing Devontae Adams would be a huge hit. Um, you got anything to say about this one? Uh, Lions Other than the Lions fucking suck. suck. <laughs> I mean, we, we both picked Green Bay to win this game, and because it was obvious, it's too easy. They make it too easy. There's no hope. It's just. It, I'll say this every single week. I love if you've been listening to these last few episodes, you know I like to say the same shit like phrases over and over. It's hopeless. They have to go against the Cardinals, Saints, and then Jaguars. I don't see them winning a single game until maybe going to Jacksonville, just because apparently Jacksonville is a complete <laughs> like playing Russian roulette. Basically, you have no idea what's going to happen next with them. And even like. I'd say they're probably the worst of the worst. Because even when they almost beat the Bears, they were so bad that they let them come back. And they were manhandling the Bears before like, they just let them come back. Like it's kind of it's even more depressing for me to say that I'd say the only team that right now is worse than the Lions is the Giants. But the Giants also just lost like most of their offense for the most part. Well, they both lost. They both lost to Chicago. <laughs> by about the same amount, so there you yeah, go. You I would say that, I would say that at bad. least the Giants were overall worse, but the Detroit Lions, like, it's just broken there. Yeah, it's just, it's bad. I mean, hell, they, Aaron they Jones like was looked like an absolute monster against them. I wouldn't pick Aaron Jones to be like my best running back, but Detroit made him look like a Hall of Famer, like right off the bat. And he's good, but he's not Hall of Fame good just yet. And they made it look very much so. Hate the hate the Lions just because of how bad they are. That's the only reason why. And I feel <laughs> like I'm being objective with that, and it's even <laughs> yeah. worse. But go, there's nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah. We'll Packers, move on. Packers rule. Yeah, according we'll, to them. We'll move to uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. We both picked Tennessee to win this game, and they won on a last-second field goal, just like they did in their last game. So Tennessee now has two straight games uh, on not necessarily walk-off field goals, but game-winning field goals. Um, and Jacksonville played well. I mean, Gardner, Gardner Minshew went for 339 yards. Um, it was a good game, uh, but Tennessee came away with the win. So uh, I don't really have too much to say. It, it was a good game, and uh, looking yeah. for Minshew. Yeah, it's really just a, a situation where Minshew just has to get – he has to be better at risk management, I guess is the way I put it. Just better taking care of the ball. If yeah, he can get that picks. part down. Yeah, three touchdowns and two picks. So it's showing that he he's able to get the ball there when he needs to. It's just some of those shots you just can't really take every now and then. Yeah. But I'd still say that out of all the like really young quarterbacks, I'd say he's still near the top for now we'll have to get we'll go into some other stuff later but this was an okay game 
I can't really fault any one person on the offense for losing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a typical game in my eyes. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, Next week we had the Indianapolis Colts, or the next game. We had Colts versus the Minnesota Vikings. We both picked uh, the Vikings. God damn it. And uh, I think this game just shows us that Minnesota – Maybe a bottom ten team in the NFL because they looked bad, and Kurt Cousins looked bad. I mean, Atrocious. this game, this game was just all around just a terrible game. If you let the Indianapolis Colts with Philip Rivers and uh, a backup running back score twenty eight points, and you can only put up eleven. It's not a it's not a recipe for success. You know, one so, thing I'll give them credit for is I actually I'm a pretty big Jonathan Taylor fan, so I'm not that surprised that he was able to get a hundred yard games against the Vikings defense. But I don't I don't want to say the Vikings are a bottom ten team, but this is ass. This oh, is disgusting. Because. The Colts aren't that good. I, I, They're not the worst team ever, but the Indianapolis Colts shouldn't be able to keep your quarterback to 113 yards and three interceptions. That is a disaster. I had Kirk Cousins as my backup fantasy quarterback. Thank Dropped God him. I didn't. Thank God I did not lose confidence in Breeze last week. I still lost, but that was a disaster. Kirk Cousins had, if I recall in most leagues, like negative two points. That's how bad he was. He was a quarterback with negative two. <laughs> no, a, none of that. Please. That is atrocious. <laughs> well, and also, I just want to say, Philip Rivers, co- as a side note, cousins. literally like over half of Philip Rivers' yards went to Allie Cox. That's all of it. I still hate Rivers, and I'm so sad that he won this. He should not have won that game. But you gotta take what you you gotta take your lumps, I guess. And that's all I got to say. Yeah. Cox had 113, 111 yards. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll end it on that. Uh, Minnesota and Kirk Cousins do, uh, do not look good. They will need a Minneapolis miracle to get back into some sort of running for that division. Uh, we got Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we both picked the Bills to win this one, so yay us. Um. I don't have too much to say about this game other than Sam Darnold going absolutely nuts. Or not Sam Darnold, sorry, Josh Allen going absolutely nuts. I always get confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Josh Allen went off. 415 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Diggs had a great receiving game. Uh, showed that uh, Josh Allen and Diggs have some sort of connection. Um, but then again, it was also the Miami Dolphins. So we don't know how much that really means, but... Uh, Josh Allen can sling the ball and, and score some points, at least on one team. Yeah, the one thing I'd say, it was actually kind of refreshing to see a Buffalo Bills-Miami Dolphins game Those have both teams scoring at least 28 points. Yeah, like That was a fun. nice change of pace. And, I mean, the Miami Dolphins, I mean, for an 0-2 team, they're not looking terrible like oh, some of the other teams that we've talked about. And... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of that same situation last year where it feels like they're just getting off to a slow start, and I'm kind of curious to see how they build up as the year goes on. But, yeah, it, it was just unlucky on this one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we both put the, the Buffalo Bills on that one. Next game we got San Francisco and the New York Jets. 
We, of course, both put the 49ers. Um, and the 49ers did win this game, although they kind of lost it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to time. it's kind of hard to tell. Like you would, if you told me they like, want thirty one injury list, like the amount of injuries that they got. If you told me that before I saw the final score, I would have absolutely picked the Jets to win, even though it's uh, the Jets. I still would have picked the San Francisco Forty ers That I think the Jets are that bad, but I think at the end of the day, San Francisco lost that game with the amount of injuries they had. If they could have taken an L against the Giants and kept their players, I think they would have. Because they lost some big names. Now, I think Garoppolo is supposed to make it back, but they lost two major defensive players. Um, And it's going to be hard for for their offense to keep up without those defensive juggernauts. Because let's see right here. One, two, three, four, five, six. We currently have seven players listed as either out or questionable going into this next game. Yeah. That's almost... That's... Over half of one side of the ball. That's like a quarter of the, the team that's out on the field at any given, or like on offense yeah, and defense. Yeah, out of your 22. Yeah, 22 and starters. I want to say that they're a deep enough team to keep things afloat, but it, I still find it very hard to say, okay, this is still a playoff team without all these players. Yeah. Obviously, they're probably going to get a good number of them back to an extent. I think they could but, still make the playoffs with there being an extra playoff spot, but this makes but it a lot But to me, the problem harder. is that their division is just so good, though. I would be yes. more inclined to believe that the Rams or the Cardinals are going to get it now after the how these first two weeks have gone. Well, the Cardinals may, may very well win the win the conference mm. or the division. I, I, I want to believe that, but what, the Seahawks the... are just so good. Russell Wilson is just so good right now and he's really hitting his stride yeah and it, i just kind of struggled to see that right now but once we get to like week six and they actually have played each other then i think we'll have a much better picture that's of that. very true yeah so that's all i have to say about the game is uh that was the injury game of the week where also, san francisco actually no one more thing okay uh, fuck the jets are you kidding me jets come on they were missing seven players and y'all got <laughs> wrecked still still lost 31 to 13 Uh, horrible now we have the other most injured team in the league the philadelphia eagles and the los angeles rams i believe we both put the the rams to win this one yes we did um and thankfully so because philadelphia eagles uh it was bad they looked bad yeah and And their defense mm. doesn't look good either because i don't think the los angeles rams offense is particularly great but they still hung up 37 points on this Philadelphia defense. Yeah, and I mean, it was getting to, like, they were getting into the blowout territory. I mean, that is some, this is 30, a blowout. 37 to 19 is a blowout. I mean, I, I always struggle to say, like, for me sometimes, depending on how the game goes, I'll say, I guess maybe that's where my problem is, where I'm so used to seeing college games where it's like 76 to 14 or something. Yeah, it's a college Maybe blowout. Maybe that's my you're problem. Not, you're not going to find that in an NFL game, no matter what hey, it is. Hey, don't count the Chiefs out just yet, okay? <laughs> they still have to play some bottom, bottom feeders. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say other than I don't know if Philadelphia is going to come back from their 0-2 start with the amount of injuries they have and how bad. Uh, and I'm not putting this all on Wentz. I don't think it's all his fault. I think he just doesn't have uh, the players, and I think he's trying to do too much. 
because of the injuries they have on that side of the ball. But, you know. I mean, you know things are bad when, like, the fossil that is Deshaun Jackson is your leading receiver. <laughs> it's true. He is, like, what, 38? He's Actually, he's 33. It feels oh, wow. weird. It feels like he's been in this league for, like, 20 years now. It it That's what I've – yeah. But he's just – it's he's not the same – as it used to be, and he shouldn't be the leading receiver on this team. I thought right he now. was uh, Larry Fitzgerald age. See, but nope, apparently not. That's not. Uh, next game we got Pittsburgh and Denver. Uh, not a very good game, um, for the most part, except for Denver came back after their starting quarterback went out with an injury. Their backup quarterback put them back in the game, uh, which is quite interesting. But uh, Drew Locke got injured with a. Um, I, I don't know. I can't remember the exact injury, but he's supposed to be out for two to six weeks. Um, but the highly anticipated Drew Locke uh, is out, and Pittsburgh kind of just uh, rolls away with a win here. Uh, James Conner uh, was back with a good game, so I was a little iffy if James Conner was going to come back because he got, uh, I think, a little injured or just didn't have a good game in week one. Um, it comes back with 106 yards. Yeah, it, it's always fun seeing James Conner succeed just because of his whole story and all that. And who did we pick for this one? Did we both pick Steelers? Um, We both picked... Yeah, we both picked the Steelers. Yeah, because for some reason I thought maybe we had just lost our minds and picked the Broncos, but I'm just not really surprised by this. Yeah. I just find the Steelers to be... And overall, team. like, yeah. in every aspect, I'd say they're better than the Broncos, except, like, maybe, like, the defensive line and stuff like that. But even then, the, well, the, the Steelers were still De- wrecking them. I mean, oh, Denver doesn't goodness. have Von Miller, remember? Yeah, well, yeah, and I would say my comparison is when they did have Von Miller. Oh, okay. And I didn't even notice this when I was watching the game. The Steelers had seven sacks. Oh, poor Jeff Driscoll. Not only did he have to come in and try to save this team without Drew Locke, Duke got hit six times for lose and lost fifty three yards during that. What a trooper trying to stick through that. Drew and Locke still got had some a... of those sacks though. Drew Locke got sacked one time. Oh, so he got sacked once and got hurt. Damn. Yeah, yeah, he got sacked once and got hurt. And honestly, he didn't really look that good before it got no, hurt. He, he threw did not. five passes and only completed one of them. So you know, he could was... have just been a slow start, but it was just a bad game from the get go. He was my guys. backup quarterback. And had negative two points. Thank God that backup players can't score points <laughs> for you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we both picked um, the Steelers to win that game, and, and we both got it right. Next, we have the Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay. Um, we both picked the Bucks. Um, I don't really have much to say about this game. Uh I don't think Tom Brady necessarily looked good, but he got his first win as Tampa Bay. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater kind of went off. Yeah, boy. So I'm happy to see him succeed. I, I kind of wish Carolina Panthers would be doing better record-wise because I kind of like them. Um, although they did lose Christian McCaffrey in this game. Um, only for... Uh, I think five or six games, uh, but didn't lose them for the whole entire season. So that's good. But um, I think the problem, though, is 
those five to six games that you're losing McCaffrey, like that's plenty of time to ruin any playoff hopes. Because I feel like, at least right now in this current situation, the Panthers are in the same boat, just not as harshly as the Giants are. Where without McCaffrey, you're losing like half the production from this team. Because even though Teddy Bridgewater had 367 yards, he also had no touchdown passes and two interceptions. That's not that's not gonna carry a team in any situation. Yeah. And now you're losing your running back, who is honestly like the closest running back to an MVP, like contention and that kind of stuff. Without him, I wouldn't be shocked to see if the Panthers go like maybe two and six when by the time he gets back. And if this team has six losses halfway through the season. There's no way. There's no way that they're going to be able to pull off such a win streak to get back in contention. So that might just be the death warrant for this season. Yeah, very true. Uh, I don't know if they can they can come back or not. But um, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay's quarterback Tom Brady did throw a pick in this game, so that was entertaining. So I'll let, I I want him to throw a pick at least every game of the season. Next we have Arizona versus Washington, aka the football team. Um, we both had Arizona winning this game. Kyler Murray just kind of, uh, did his thing and played great. Um, Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Watson, sorry. Um, Hopkins had another good game. So I think this is just showing that they can continue to play good ball and that they're uh, in contention to win that division. Uh, but yes, they are against the Seahawks in that division who is one of the best teams in the NFL. So, um, but yeah, I think they had a good game, and it was it was fun to watch. I watched some parts of that game because Kyler Murray is my quarterback in fantasy, so I like watching him play. And uh, he he can run the ball around, and uh, I th- he's got a good arm, and and I think he played well. Um, and Washington was just kind of outmatched, and I don't blame him because I think Arizona's just a good team. And I forget, Easton, didn't you say that you have Hopkins in one of your fantasy teams? Yeah. I envy any person who chose Hopkins in a PPR league. Because even though he only had 69 yards and had, like, you know, kind of a drawback game where he kind of came back down to earth, dude still had eight receptions. That's eight points just off the bat. If they keep doing this, Hopkins might be one of the best receivers of the entire fantasy league this year. Yeah, I have him in our PPR league. Just not, it's not even fair with that kind of stuff. It makes me see why people don't want to do PPR. Yeah. But I still think it's the better That's way. That's why I picked regardless. him. Regardless. Because I figured, who else does Deshaun Watson have? Or who else does uh, Kyler Murray have to throw to other than Larry Fitzgerald and Hopkins? And who are you going to throw between Hopkins and Fitzgerald? I love <laughs> Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald is a little old and isn't quite as good as he used to be just because of age. He's a legend, but he's a little bit older. So... Uh, I figured most of the balls are going to be going Hopkins' way, and so far, I'm right. Um, We can go ahead and move on here. The next game on here is the Chiefs versus Chargers. We already talked about it. We both picked the Chiefs, um, so I'm just marking that down for us. The other game was, uh, next game was Baltimore versus Houston. Baltimore Ah. smashed Houston. Uh, I feel bad for Houston for not having, uh, or for having to pay the Chiefs, and then Baltimore's the two best teams in football two weeks in a row but uh they take another l uh jackson looked well i don't think we should talk about too much because we should move on to our next segment here but um yeah 
Not really much else to yep. say. Baltimore kind Texans of Texans suck. The Browns are moron. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we both picked picked them to win that game. Uh, New England versus Seattle. We both picked Seattle to win this game. And man, was this close. Whew, thank God. Um, and wow, was. Uh, yes, Russell Wilson was great. I'm not going to say anything about that. But Cam Newton really showed that he is still an elite quarterback. 379 or 397 yards and uh to, brought them back into this game now he did uh have that quarterback draw play that stopped them on the one yard line on the last play of the game so could have won the game for, for the new england patriots but i mean me as a chiefs fan personally happy that seattle yeah, and stopped when them. it comes when it comes to those things it's always I always feel even despite Cam Newton's size, it's always more about the offensive line and how they got off the ball when it comes to quarterback draws and sneaks. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I can't really blame Newton for that one. And I mean hell, he was he was still carrying the rushing game. That is that was kind of a pathetic rushing game. I don't know what the hell's going on over there, but they're making the freaking Giants look like geniuses on the ground. Yeah, because I still remember when I had Sony Michelle in my fantasy league, and he was carrying me to wins. But now this is just depressing. Well, they they kept on doing uh, quarterback draws within the five yard line. They were scoring every time. So, I guess if it works, it works. Yeah. But just Julian seeing his Edelman averages continue to go down, it's kind of disappointing with Sony Michelle. Yeah, Julian Edelman had a hundred and eighty yards, one hundred and seventy nine. But dang. I uh, didn't quite expect Julian Edelman to to be doing that uh, without his uh, man crush Tom Brady. But uh, nonetheless, Seattle squeaks by. Um, I think it shows that New England might be a lot better than some people thought to be able to hang up with Seattle like that. But Seattle squeaked by with the win. Lastly, we have the New England Saints, New Orleans Saints, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I have here that you picked the Raiders. Is that correct? Did I? God, I hope not. But uh, my, I have very bad short-term memory. But I probably did. Because the Saints didn't impress me in week one, despite their win. I'm wondering if maybe I have our two things switched. And everything I've been giving you is backwards. Because I feel like I would have been the one to pick the Raiders. And you would have been the one to pick the Saints. I honestly do not remember. Because to me, that was a toss-up game. Okay. Well, nonetheless, I have I just I didn't put names above each person. I just figured I'd put myself on the left. You fool. I know. I I will learn as I go along. But uh I have here that I picked New Orleans and you picked the the Raiders, but I guess I'll have to set the record straight uh next week or something. But um Yeah. So yeah. I I I we were split 50-50 on this one. Uh and this was not really a fun game to watch, if I'm being honest. I don't think we need to talk about it. Drew Brees looked like he couldn't throw the ball more than eight yards. I mean, the one thing I'll give him is he threw for 300 yards. Yeah, but... It was just none of the none of his passes were ever really a threat they, to score. They were all just Alvin Kamara dump-offs or... Yeah, Alvin Kamara, nine receptions and 95 yards. Yeah, and... Uh, he couldn't find his fucking tight end to save his life, and I know that because... <laughs> I have him in fantasy and need him to score three more points and couldn't throw him the ball, but, you know, whatever. 
nonetheless, uh, I think we should about wrap it up there. It was it, it was a good win for the Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they had their new stadium uh, opener, so uh, I guess it's good for them to win. Although I'm, I hate the Raiders, so I would have rather them lost than win because um, now we are tied for first in the league. Now they're like getting that. all big-headed and all that other crap. Oh, yeah. Thinking that they're hot shit now that they are 2-0. and Well, yeah, it's the first time they've been 2-0 in, like, what, 10 years? 20 years? Yeah. God, who knows at this point. But before we go on to our next segment, I'm not going to fully go into it because we're going to save it for the next week. But damn it, Jacksonville. Are you kidding me <laughs> with yesterday's game? Yeah, we're, we're a couple days late. Because uh, scheduling issues and Austin was uh, was sick a couple days ago and we usually record. Um, no COVID. It wasn't COVID. I swear. Yes. You can't you can't prove nothing. But that was oh my god. I wouldn't. I was trying to hold back in saying how garbage Jacksonville looked in this game. They looked bad. Like but we'll Miami preview, deserves we'll some preview wins. We'll do it next week. Don't worry. Or we'll yeah, we'll, we'll just, recap it next week. But no, the reason I'm even bringing it up. It's more. I like to talk fantasy stuff. This was the week where I decided, you know what? Breeze sucked in fantasy for two weeks in a row, and Minshew's playing against what's supposed to be one of the best defenses for a quarterback to play against. So I'm going to switch him out for this week. What a horrible decision. The only thing that could have gone worse is if I had chosen Cousins again. And now I'm guaranteeing you, Breeze is going to get, like, 300 passing yards and four touchdowns guaranteed now that i took him off the starting lineup it's guaranteed i hate fantasy football as much as i love it (laughs) but moving on to the next thing yeah we're gonna start a new segment now that's a couple weeks in um we'll blow by it pretty quick and then we'll we'll talk preview of next week and then we will go ahead and wrap up the podcast but we're gonna give our top 10 teams in the nfl uh, and so we'll start off with number ten, Austin. What's your number ten team in the NFL? Number ten. Oh no, I, that's the hard, that's the harder part because I want to say in the top ten, my seven through ten, I consider almost on like the same level because they're the two and O teams that I don't feel have actually like earned their reputation just yet. I'll have I feel forced to say that the Bears are number 10. Ugh. Ugh. Just because... Ugh, it's, that's the one that's always hard. You know what? Actually, screw the Bears. I'm going to choose the Raiders. I'm chain, I'm doing an audible here. Because at least the Raiders have been consistently like doing well on offense. They aren't winning just because the teams they're playing are the worst of the worst. So I'll choose the Raiders as number 10. Um, yeah, uh, I went a different route. I did not put the Raiders in my top 10 because I don't, oh man, now my, now I don't, I'm not too confident in my list. Um, (laughs) cause I was going back, uh, between the Saints and the Raiders for number 10. And the Raiders just beat the Saints. But I was also thinking the Cowboys, but I don't think I could put the Cowboys in the top ten after their performances. But I feel like I, just for this week, the Raiders have earned that ten spot. Yeah. Just I, since they beat the Saints. Yeah, I'll keep 
I'll keep the Saints in there because I think the Saints are going to be a better team. This isn't who I. This is just who I think is going to be the best teams by the end of the year. Um, you know. Oh, general. by the end of the year, oh, that's a lot harder. I don't know. Eh, I'll give the Raiders the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, that's that's fine because the Saints didn't look good. But I think if they had Michael Thomas, uh, they may have won that game. So, um, stupidly. After the the Raiders just beat the Saints, maybe it's just a part of me hating the Saints or the Raiders. But I have the Saints at at number ten. Who's your number nine? Number nine, I had down. I actually put in the New England Patriots. Ooh. Just because I was, I was very skeptical after they just kind of squeaked by Miami. But after seeing Cam Newton truly shine on like pretty much like every aspect of the game. I have a lot more confidence in the Patriots now because they were not just they weren't doing that against like the fucking Bengals or something. They were hanging in it with the Seattle Seahawks, which I still consider one of the best teams in the entire league. Yeah, I agree. I probably should have put uh, the Patriots there instead of the Saints, if I'm being honest, because uh, I think if the Saints played the Patriots, I think the Patriots probably win. Um, so my number 10 spot's not that good. It, there's a couple teams I could put in there. Um, but my number nine I put is the Rams. I think they've played really well recently. So I'm putting the Rams at number nine. Who you got number eight? Number eight, I put in the Titans. Okay. Though I to me it's kind of interchanging between the Titans and the Rams. Because I felt like both teams, they're 2-0. and They had pretty decent wins. Like, you know, they were close ones. But the teams that they were winning against, I consider, you know not the worst so you know they're just kind of up there they're doing what they're supposed to do if you want to make the playoffs and really that's all you can really ask of these types of offenses if the rams can keep up this offensive production though i'd say that they're gonna rise yeah Mm, i'm gonna gonna stick with the titans right now just because i i'm not as optimistic about their outcome right now i'm still the jury's still out for me on them Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, my number, my number eight was the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think Ben Ben's Big Ben still has a lot to prove, but I think that defense is really good, and I think if they can keep that run going and Big Ben cannot turn over the ball all the time, then I think they'll they'll continue to be a, a I think they'll make the playoffs and they'll be. Uh, I don't think they have a chance really to win the Super Bowl, but anybody in the playoffs technically does. But the, uh, I think they're a number 10 team. Uh, who do you got at number 7? The 7, if it's not obvious, I'm just going to pick the Rams yeah. on there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, just, eh. If they keep getting better on offense, then they'll rise in the rankings. But I expect them to you know, be in the conversation for a playoff spot. But they've got I a, think there's just too much competition in the NFC to fully guarantee them any shot sure. or any spots. Sure. Um, I had the Titans, so you kind of talked about them already. So, uh, yeah, I have the Titans in at the number seven spot. Um, I think they've been playing well, um, even though they, they've had to squeak by some wins. Uh, wins are wins. Um, so I had the Titans at number number seven. Who you got at number six? Oh, damn. So if you know me, you may not be surprised when I say that I'm a goddamn idiot. Because I made this list completely forgetting that the Cardinals even existed. Oh. Because <laughs> when I think about it, the Cardinals have been one of the more impressive in terms of just their wins. They 
were able to beat the 49ers before, you know, the complete disaster. So, even though they were still, so like, kind of hurt. Just bump the Raiders out then. Yeah, I would bump everybody down and the Raiders are gone and put the Cardinals in at sixth. Okay. Because they were – I mean, they, they beat the Niners, well. who are a good team, and they pretty much dominated Washington. Yeah, it was only a 15-point win, but they still handily did it. Yeah, no, it's over – that's a two-possession lead, so – yeah, and that's just that's what you're supposed to do if you're going to be a good and playoff contending team, yep. and they're doing it. I agree. I had the the Bills uh, at the spot because I think the Bills are playing well. I think the defense is okay. They kind of laxed off on this last game, but uh, Josh Allen and and Diggs have a good connection, and um, yeah, I think uh, I got the Bills at at that spot. Who you got for number five? Number five, I had initially put as the Steelers, but I kind of have to mix my whole thing up, and I'm actually bumping the Bills up to fifth. It's this is Now it's all cramped up, because I think the Steelers are better than the Bills. Ah, this is really tough. I'm going to choose the Bills for fifth, just because after seeing how Josh Allen was actually able to air it out, I just don't know if I could see Ben Roethlisberger putting up those same performances, especially on a consistent enough basis to keep up with Baltimore in their division. And I, I don't know, I just, I have, I'm more hopeful of the Bills reaching a playoff spot than the Steelers right now, even though both of them have really good chances. Okay, sweet. Um, I have the Cardinals and kind of what we've already talked about with the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. I think they're playing well. Um, Kyler Murray might be an MVP-worthy candidate, and uh, Hopkins is playing fantastic, and the defense is playing, uh, I think, at a top 15 level, and that's what you need when you got a good offense. They may be top 10 defense, but they haven't. I don't think they've played a good enough offense to really say that or not. But, uh, yeah, I got them. Who you got number four? So we're going to top four teams in the NFL. Number four, I'm going with the Packers. Because... I mean, they've been. Uh, hopefully, the teams that they've beaten aren't complete ass. One of them definitely is, but maybe the Vikings can gather things up. But they were they're shredding their competition right now. They're doing everything that you could hope for as a Green Bay Packers fan, and I think it's almost guaranteed that they're going to win the division, get into the playoffs. Their division might be so bad that they're going to be competing for that bye week. Yeah, Cause that's it, fair. Yeah, and that's really it. The only thing is, because with their schedule, they could easily go 5-0 and or even 6-0. and I don't see them being the underdog in a game until maybe they go to the 49ers when they're hopefully healthier. But until then, it just seems like a cakewalk. And if you can go and start 7-0, and the sky's the limit. You just need a few more games to get that spot, and I think they can do it. Yeah. Um, I have our number, I would assume, our number three and number four switched. I have the Seahawks as the number four. As much as I love them, and I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, for some reason I think the Packers have shown me more over the past couple of weeks, especially with uh, the Seahawks barely squeaking by the New England Patriots, who, New England Patriots, who I think are not that great of a team. Now, 
then again, the Packers have only played the Lions and the Vikings, who haven't been good at all. But uh, something just shows me Aaron Rodgers out to play, and Jones is going off, and so is Adams. So uh, I've got them at number four. So, Tiki, you got the uh, Seahawks at number three? Yep, I have the Seahawks on three. And because even though they only won by five points against the Patriots, they were still, like, comfortably in the like the game was pretty much at in hand the moment that um like the five minute mark ticked down because once they scored their last touchdown with like four and a half minutes to go i felt like there was really no chance that england was actually going to win that one well so i what <laughs> i'm saying is that i don't think it was as close line. as it Shush. two yard line it was one play away from uh the patriots winning that game yeah, but I knew it wasn't going to happen because I just hadn't – I didn't have that much faith in the Patriots because it's the Seahawks. And I don't know. I just – to me, I prefer – I have a really heavy bias towards good quarterbacks, and I think Russell Wilson is a more – like I'm more impressed with what he can do than Rodgers given the weapons that he has. And I don't know. I just – I see more consistency out of the Seahawks Oh, right I now. see a lot more consistency out of uh, Wilson, but – I don't know. And I also think that I think the Falcons and the uh, Patriots are better by a, a decent margin than I, the Vikings and the Lions. I 100 percent agree. I think it's a very it would be a fantastic game against the Seahawks and the Packers. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up being the NFC Championship. I, I'm game hoping right so. There. Now, the only thing I could say is maybe Arizona upsets the Seahawks. But I think that would be a pretty big upset because I think the Seahawks are playing fantastic. Um, yep. So, yeah, my number three is the Packers, and I think I've already said why. So we just go to the number two, which I'm sure we both have as the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's kind of an easy – unless you, uh, you're you throwing me a wrench yep. here and you have the Chiefs at number two. No, I, I got the Ravens at number <laughs> two, but I'll be the first to admit that it's just bias. Yeah. I, until Sunday comes around and we see them play each other – to me, in my eyes, they're identical in terms of quality or like quality levels. I mean, there's just it's those two, and then everybody else, and it's really just that simple right now. Obviously, the Packers and Seahawks they can work their way back into the conversation as the season goes on, but right now, I consider those two their own level. Then you got the Packers and Seahawks, then there's everybody else. To me, it's just that big of a gap right now. And I don't care if the Chiefs just barely beat the Chargers right now, because they lost to the rush, like the pass rush of the Chargers. In my eyes, they didn't really lose to the Chargers as a whole. So if they can just shore up the pass protection, I don't know how you can stop the Chiefs in the future. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have the same thing. I think. Uh... I think the Chiefs are slightly better, and that's just because they have number 15 behind behind the center. I think he's a better player than Jackson. At the end of the day, you need the best quarterback. Um, and both defenses, I think, are about equal, but I think the Baltimore Ravens have been beaten up on bad teams. Um, now, of course, the Chiefs were beaten up on the Houston Texans, but we didn't get to play a week one Browns either. Uh, mm-hmm. We had to play uh, the Chargers, who I think are a competent team, uh, they were coming in one and zero, so they were coming in as a good team. So yeah, I'd say the the Chargers are a good team. They just have to deal with the injuries every single year. And I'd say even with the injuries, 
the Chargers are still better than the freaking Browns. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So let's just uh, that's our that's our NFL top ten, and then we're gonna quickly preview this next week and just say who we think is gonna win, and uh, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. So, uh, we the Thursday night game we both uh already saw and we already know who won who did you think was going to win i'll say that i'll admit that i thought jacksonville was gonna win i didn't think it was gonna be a blowout and i certainly didn't think the dolphins were just gonna wreck them i also thought the jags were gonna win so we don't have to talk about too much because it already happened (laughs) but yep yeah so we're gonna both say that uh we thought jacksonville was gonna win we'll both take an l on that one uh atlanta and chicago Atlanta and Chicago. I mean, the the Bears have found ways to win despite the odds, and the Falcons have found ways to lose despite <laughs> the odds. That's fair. But it's also in Atlanta, so the Bears are the ones who have to travel all the way down there. Mm. I'm going to put my faith in the Falcons' offense because I don't think the Bears' defense will be able to slow them down enough. And I sure as hell don't think Mitch Trubisky's going to be able to keep up. I don't think he can pull another three-touchdown quarter out of his ass. Yeah, I I actually agree. I think Atlanta's going to win this one. Um, it's kind of a hard one to say because Chicago has been, or Atlanta has been fumbling everything, and Chicago's been somehow winning everything. So it's a 2 no versus an 0-2, and somehow I think the 0-2 is going to come out. We got Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Bills. This is a hard one. I think this is a good game. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that that honestly that should be a really good game. I expect it to be pretty close. The line has Buffalo at minus two, and I could definitely see that being the case. I'm gonna choose Buffalo just because of the home field advantage again. I and also Josh Allen's coming off of a really good game, so I'm hoping that he'll be able to at least keep some of that momentum going into this week. Yeah, I agree. I think Buffalo's going to win. Although, it, like Los Angeles, I think Buffalo's slightly a better team. I don't think Los Angeles has ran into a, as good of a defense as Buffalo Bills. And I don't think it'll be like a like a fully defensive game where it's like 10 to 13, but I don't think it's going to be like what Buffalo had to win the game last time where Josh Allen has to throw for 440 yards. He can probably get by with 260 or something and and still get away with a win. We got uh, Cleveland Browns and the Washington football team. I mean, the Browns better win. I swear, if they manage to botch this one, I mean, it'll be over if they can't beat Washington. I don't care if Washington beat Philadelphia. They're not good. They're still not good. I'm not going to say Dwayne Haskins is the worst quarterback ever, but he's certainly doesn't have the tools around him to succeed. And I don't know, I would actually be somewhat upset if the Browns lost that one, just because I'd be so sick of the Browns botching games like these. Yeah. I think the Browns are Especially gonna win. since they're at home, by the way. Yeah. They have their own home game. I there's the crowds aren't the same of course, but I still feel like just having to travel to the stadium is enough of an advantage for the home team. Yeah, I, I think Browns win it too. They obviously have better talent than the Washington football team. Um, and I think Mer- uh, Baker's just going to do better and better. 
um, and the connection with Odell Beckham Jr. was good this last game. And so, for my fantasy's sake, I hope they continue to have that connection. Um, but they do have to worry about uh, Young on that edge, and he was eating up uh, the Philadelphia line that first week. So, um, hopefully that doesn't come to, to, to bite Baker this game. But, yeah, I have the Browns win that one as well. Next, we got the Tennessee Titans against the Minnesota Vikings. It's got to be the – I mean, maybe this week actually kind of sucks because it's got to be the Titans. I don't see how the Vikings are going to bounce back completely from just a thrashing. It was not – like, that had to be demoralizing to just get wrecked that badly. And, yeah, I'd say that's the case. I, I'm starting to get the vibe that maybe Ryan Tannehill's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins this year. I'd agree. Which feels weird to say. Because now that I not, – nothing against Ryan Tannehill. It's just I never really saw him as somebody who could light up the sky. But compared, like, compared to the Vikings, that seems like it might be the case. He might wreck these dudes. Yeah. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to win this one, too, um, pretty good. Because, uh, uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins have played awful, and Tennessee Titans' defense is at least good, I would say. Maybe not great, but good. Um, so, yeah, I think Tennessee will win this one. we got New England Patriots versus the Las Vegas Raiders. This time I'm going to make it very clear. The Patriots are going to win. Well, I did not. They hear, have to. I, did not I need hear them. You last time, I just. <laughs> I need to win, and I'm I'm driving it into your brain. I do not want. I can't mentally deal with the Raiders starting three zero. <laughs> That's fair. And but I I truly do believe that the Patriots can win this one. I mean, they really were just that close to beating Seattle at the end of the day. And that, like, if you're close to being Seattle, you should be able to beat the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are on the same level as the Seahawks by any means whatsoever. But if I'm proven wrong, then I might be forced to reconsider my thoughts on the Raiders this year. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, if they can go in there and beat New England, that's a big statement. That's two big statements in a row with Saints and and New England. But I think New England wins this game as well. Uh, Cam has shown that he can play. And the defense is still good defense. So uh, I think New England wins that one. We've got San Francisco versus the Giants. I think this should be an easy one. Yeah. It's, honestly, I'm shocked that the line is San Francisco minus three and a well, half. Well, it's because I know, they have the in, I know they have the injuries. Garoppolo's not in it either. Garoppolo's yeah, not but... in it. You have two defensive players not in it. I, Kittle is questionable as far as I know. But the Giants are just that bad, though. I, mm, I, I I hate being presumptive so much, but I'm picking the 49ers. And honestly, I would take that bet if I was a gambling man, but I'm not saying so, you know. Yeah, I'm picking 49ers here almost out of default. Uh, but I do think if the Giants win a couple games this year, this is going to be the one that they have to win. Uh, but with them not having Shaquan Barkley, I think if they had Barkley, I would probably have picked... Yeah, if it was Barkley, it'd be a different scenario altogether. But without him, I don't know how they can beat anybody besides maybe hopefully the Jets. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, we got both got 49ers. We got the Bengals versus the Eagles. Mm, I want, I'm going to choose the Bengals just because it 
given the situation the Eagles are in right now, they seem like the prime target and the prime opportunity for Joe Burrow to get his first win. And I think that the dominoes are just going to fall in the Bengals' favor this time around. But it's still the Bengals, so it's hard to tell. But I'm choosing them. I'm going to have some faith. Yeah, I I have the the Bengals as well because I think the Eagles are just too bad of a football team right now. And I think Cincinnati is not a – they're not a top or a bottom five team in the NFL even though they're 0-2. So – yeah, I have Cincinnati win this one as well. Next week, or the next game, we've got Houston versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I would imagine the Steelers would win. I think this is going to be I a good game. I don't know if I'd say they have this the same consistency as other 2-0 teams completely, but the Texans just, they, their offense just can't really get anything going. They kind of lost their main weapon, if you weren't aware, if you hadn't heard. <laughs> so I just it's not even really that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win. I just feel like the Texans have no choice but to lose. <laughs> Cuz their their offense just isn't really set up to compete anymore it feels like. Yeah, this is a this is a hard one for me cuz I I have the Steelers as one of the best teams in the league, but I think Houston is still good. So I think this will be a good matchup. Um but I I'm probably going to have to pick Steelers as well. Um, just for a, a safe pick. Um, but I think it'll be another good game. We have a lot of good games this week. We have a couple duds, but some good games. Uh, we got the Jets versus the Colts. As I talk about duds, I think we can yeah, just both shoot in the Colts it's, here and just move on because you know your team fucking sucks when Indianapolis is considered an eleven point favorite. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, we've got Carolina. Carolina Carolina Panthers versus the Los Angeles Chargers. This one I think is mm, well without McCaffrey, I'm gonna have to go with the Chargers, just because I don't know if even though Tate Bridgewater was fun to watch when he was with the Saints last year and he's been okay to watch this year, I'd. Uh, I just, even with the injuries, I feel like the Chargers' injuries are less catastrophic than the Panthers. So I'd say that that alone is going to decide the game. Okay. I'm actually going to, this is going to be our first different pick because I'm going to pick the the Panthers to win this one because I think they've been good. They just haven't got a win. And I think the Chargers, I don't know, aren't as great as they played the Chiefs last week so uh, yeah I'm picking North Carolina who who you got for uh, Tampa Bay versus Denver without Drew Lock, I'm choosing I don't want to choose Tampa Bay I also Bay don't want to I don't, but I think I that's think just the only thing to do yeah I think they're still overhyped but I, I'm pretty sure they'll beat the Broncos yeah. the Broncos this this season might be a dud for them yeah I think so too the, they're gonna be uh they're already 0-2, I believe, and I don't know if I don't know when they're gonna win their next their next game. Uh we got No no don't 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 get ahead of yourself. They play the Jets next week, okay. So Okay. I guess I didn't look that far ahead. I just figured everybody but, gets Well one. that'll be a fight. <laughs> the that'll be the uh the first uh toilet bowl, the the Denver Broncos versus the, the Jets. <laughs> Uh, we got the Detroit Lions versus Arizona. I think we could just kind of put 
put in Arizona. I might right shed here. a tear if the Cardinals lose that one. Yeah, I think they would fall quite a bit. Um, even though I like Matthew Stafford, they've played like shit. So I think Arizona is going to win this one. Um, and you're, are you officially putting Arizona? Okay. Yep. Uh, we got the Dallas Cowboys against the Seattle Seahawks. Fuck the Cowboys, Seahawks. I don't want to say fuck the Cowboys because my wife listens to this. Um, but I am going to put the Seahawks. Uh, if the Cowboys win, I'll be happy for my wife, but I do not think they will because Seattle is, as I say, a top four team in the NFL, and Dallas Cowboys aren't a top ten. Maybe they'll scratch in there eventually if they if they start playing fantastic. I will say though, if they if the Cowboys do manage to beat the Seahawks in Seattle, they become a I, top that 10. Autom- yeah, that automatically puts them like maybe even top eight, depending on how they win. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah. no, I agree. On to the last two. Yeah, we got Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. Prime time, Packers by twenty. <laughs> yeah, after that uh, last performance, I agree. Green Bay Packers are going to win um, unless uh, Drew Brees does decide to go for four hundred and twenty-five yards and four touchdowns when Austin put him on the bench. Yeah, I. Because if I heard correctly, Michael Thomas is not going to be in this game, and without Michael Thomas, there's no chance. Uh-uh. Nope. They couldn't even... They could barely compete with people when he was playing against the Buccaneers. You're out of your mind if you think that they can beat the Packers without him. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Michael Thomas is going to play for this game either, so yeah, I think it'll be be a green bay game uh we got kansas city versus baltimore as the monday night game at seven fifteen. um uh, we don't have to talk about it too much although this is obviously the game of the week and probably the game of the year um i don't know if it'll be the game uh an afc championship preview because baltimore has yet to win a playoff game so they have to at least win one playoff game if they get the one seat by to go to that but nonetheless um i think this is going to be a really fun game to watch as a Chiefs fan i'm going to hate it because it'll probably be close uh, it'll be very stressful i'm not as excited as, as i am for this game i'm also just terrified of this game because there's there's to me there's no telling what'll actually happen during this yeah, I, it could really go either way. I, you know, Baltimore could obviously run away with this game if the Chiefs can't figure out their offense like they did last week, uh, because our de- our defense is going to be able to hold uh, the Baltimore Ravens to twenty points total. I don't think they could, but I don't think they could. Um, and so our offense is going to have to score at least twenty eight to thirty one points to win this game. And they can against this Baltimore defense, but they're going to have to get things clicking. Uh, but I also don't think Andy Reid has really tried to show his full playbook yet, and I think this is going to be when he finally kind of lets loose and shows some of his, some of his stuff and shows looks that uh, Baltimore hasn't seen yet and get some open guys. Um, let Mahomes kind of sling the ball around a little bit. Uh, let Tyreek Hill and Kelsey kind of eat up the middle of that field and uh, make some people miss. So I think it'll be a fun game. I'm hoping Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets into it a little bit more than he did last week because uh, he didn't rush for a whole lot, was not really in the receiving game either. He got he got a little bit, but 
but not as much as you'd want from a first-round draft pick when we'd really needed them. So uh, it's going to be a fun game. But I'm officially picking Kansas City. Uh, what's your official pick there, Austin? I'm picking Kansas City, but God knows what will actually happen. Yeah. I think this is the closest game of of the week and um, the best game of the week. And I hate that we have to wait till Monday to watch it. Um, all right. So I think that about does it for uh, for this week's episode. We did a full recap of week two. Um, and then we did our top tens. Um, I feel like I should go ahead and bump the Saints out of top ten and put the New England Patriots in there. Um because for some reason I wasn't thinking of the Patriots, probably because I want to not think about the Patriots ever again. But hate the Patriots. Yes. Um, but uh, we both gave our top tens in the NFL, and that'll change every week as games proceed. And then we gave you a week three preview and our picks. So um, I hope you followed along and, and maybe put your own picks in there. Um, you can kind of tally your wins with ours, and towards the end of the year we can we can see – uh, how you stacked up with the with the couch critics um, tally, I guess. So that's about it for the, today's episode. We'll be back next week uh, to talk all of these games and then preview week four. All right, bye, guys.